Welcome to the Pure True You podcast, where we cultivate holistic approaches to beauty, health, and inner peace by keeping a pulse on the interconnectedness of the mind and the body, the self and the other, and the individual's impact on the planet. My name is Heather, and I'm a content creator and team lead for other content creators at Pure True You, as well as the podcast manager, so you'll definitely be hearing a lot more from me. I'm currently residing in the East Village in Manhattan, and but I'm originally from Atlanta. Some fun facts about me are I can whistle really well. I moved to Shanghai, China on my own when I was 18 for school, and I started learning my fourth language this year. Now, today we have a special guest joining us, and her name is Dahlia. Dahlia, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, Heather, and hello, everyone. My name is Dahlia Perez. Um, I'm currently living in Athens, Georgia, but I'm originally originally from Byron, Georgia, um, which is a really small town. Um, and I'm just going to, you know, introduce some things about myself. So I serve as the team manager for Your True You. Um, and today I am a podcast host with Heather, which is awesome. Um, and just some fun facts about me. I love wiener dogs. I think they are absolutely adorable. I don't know how to swim or ride a bike. And I'm currently trying to improve my cooking skills. So that's just a few things about me. Great. We're happy to have you here. Let's first start by discussing a little bit about Pure True You as a whole. So essentially what Pure True You is, it's a platform that provides guidance on how to live your most authentic life. Now, many of you may be wondering, what do we even mean by living in quote unquote authentic life? Well, like we said before, it's all about interconnectedness and whether that is through the mind and the body and the soul. So today, we will actually be focusing on one part of living holistically, and that'll be regarding nutrition. So but more specifically about intuitive eating and how that allows you to live your life in the healthiest way possible. Dahlia and I personally have had extensive experience with this topic. So today, we're just here to share our stories. Yes. Um, so we're going to have um, multiple series on various topics that range from holistic living, nutrition, beauty environment, you name it, we're going to cover it all on this podcast, which is super fun. But today we're going to start our podcast and we're going to start a nutrition series. Um, To kick off at the start of our nutrition series, we're going to cover intuitive eating. Um, So Heather, why don't you go ahead and explain a little bit about what intuitive eating is for those who haven't heard of it before or maybe aren't too familiar with the topic? Yeah, of course. So intuitive eating it's really, the definition of it is really in its name. It's just listening to your intuition and your body when it sends you signals such as hunger, satisfaction, and fullness. There really is no specific diet or regimen that you have to follow, which is kind of weird to some people because when you say diet or a specific eating method, people think you have to follow a specific plan. But that not having a plan is really the beauty of intuitive eating. Really, you just have to get in touch with your body's cues regarding hunger and respond accordingly. So now you may be wondering, what are the benefits of intuitive eating? How can this help me? Because if there are no benefits, then what is the point of even trying it? So there's actually a lot of benefits. Um, But here we're going to just name a few. And that some of those include improved cholesterol levels, improved metabolism, Decreased rates of disordered and emotional eating, which is something I know I definitely would struggle with and what intuitive eating has helped me with a lot. Um, Diminished stress levels, which is another thing that I have dealt with personally, and a boost in energy levels. And essentially, the most important part, 
for some people is that it gives you more flexibility, especially when you're going out with friends or family or having a social life that revolves around eating out. Thank you so much, Heather, for introducing, um, you know, what intuitive eating is. Um, I've definitely implemented that in my life currently, um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the opposite of intuitive eating, um, which would be restrictive dieting, which is really all in the name. Um, and restrictive dieting is, you know, when you really just microanalyze everything that you're putting in your mouth, everything that you're eating, everything that you're consuming to the point that it's unhealthy and obsessive. Because obviously it's really important to be conscious of what you're eating, but it can get to a point that's just too much. And a lot of us know what I'm talking about here, you know, and the sad thing is that there are a lot of apps um, on mainstream media that are available and used by so many people that promote restrictive dieting, apps that I've used before in my past, you know, apps that I've had on my phone. And yeah, apps that I actually do have downloaded right now. So um, some of these apps are calorie counting apps. Um, you know, we'll talk about some of these apps throughout the podcast and how they promote this restrictive diet. Um, and Heather, have you ever heard of any of these calorie counting apps before? Um, yes, I have not only heard of them, I use them almost religiously at one point. Um, so yeah, like Dahlia was saying, these calorie counting apps are the exact opposite of intuitive eating, and it promotes restrictive eating, which is actually very unhealthy, but many people don't even realize that. Personally, I used to use this app called MyFitnessPal, and I think it's one of the most popular calorie counting apps, and I know plenty of people who have used it that are within my friend group, outside of my friend group, or some family members, literally everyone, and a lot of YouTubers have also used it. And so let me, I guess, let me go ahead and explain my experience with MyFitnessPal. Basically, there was a point where I was literally addicted to MyFitnessPal. It was probably the app that I used the most, the app that consumed the most amount of battery on my phone because I was always on this app. And I refused to eat anything before I logged it into my app, not even one bite of food that had a little bit of calories, not even like five calories. And eventually, that's what led me to become obsessed with keeping the numbers low. So before I get more into why I became obsessed, I w let me first begin by explaining how these apps work for those of you who've never really used MyFitnessPal or other calorie, ca uh, calorie counting apps. So to give a brief summary, what the app does first is they ask you for some personal information, including your gender, your current weight, your goal weight, your height your exercise and activity levels, and how quickly you want to lose weight, whether it's one or two pounds a week, and many more questions. Um, but those are probably the most important ones that they use to calculate how much you can eat per day. So after that, they calculate exactly how many calories and macronutrients are better known as just macros, which are proteins, carbohydrates, and fats that they think that you should be eating based on the information that you provided them. Obviously, it's not going to be super accurate because they can't do very extensive tests by just putting it, letting you put in some information about your height, your weight, your goal weight, etc. But they try to give you an estimate about how many calories you should be eating to either gain weight, lose weight, maintain weight, or whatever you want to do. In my case, I wanted to lose weight because I had gained a considerable amount. So they told me that I should only be eating 1,200 calories a day, 
Now, that may seem like a lot for those of you who aren't really familiar with calorie intake, but keep in mind that the num- average number of calories for an adult woman are 1,600 to 2,400 per day. And 1,600 is already pushing it. That's already pretty low for the average adult woman. So having only being able to eat 1,200 was really bad for you. And I was really hungry each and every single day. Um, So finally, what you do with this app is you just input what you eat on the daily into the app and it'll subtract it from your total number of calories left for the day. So for example, I started off the day with 1,200, but let's say I ate a bagel for breakfast and that was 400 calories. So I have to put that into my app and it's say minus 400 for my bagel. And then it's telling me, okay, you only have 800 calories left for the day. So there were a lot more functions on the app, but that was the basic gist of it. And I understand what, from what it sounds like, it may not seem like a really big deal. Maybe it even seems like a really good way to control yourself. And maybe on some aspect, it does help you keep count of how much you eat per day. But really, it became an unhealthy obsession. And I was so focused on keeping the number low so that I could feel accomplished. And like I was actually losing weight, even if I was hungry. And there were so many times where after I got into the habit of using this app, I would only eat maybe 900 to 1000 calories a day. But then I would go to the gym for three hours and burn at least 800 calories just so I could see a better number on my app. Because when you put in how much exercise you do on your, on your, on the app, it'll subtract, it'll add basically the number of calories you burn to allow you to eat a little more. But I was at that point where I was obsessed with thinking I I need to lose as much as I can because I want to keep that number in the green zone, which is what the amount of calories that they still let you eat. So now you must be thinking, Heather, you definitely could have to have lost weight because of that insane calorie deficit. And yeah, you're right. I lost 30 pounds and it was great at first, but that was when it was like, it was only temporary. I, because I restricted myself so much, that was when I began, well, actually, let me put it in this way. Because I restricted my, myself so much, when I started to eat regularly again, I ended up gaining back all the weight and 10 more pounds in addition to the weight that I had already lost. And it seemed weird, right? Like, I understand you all must be so confused right now. How could that have happened? Um, But really, it's because my metabolism slowed down significantly because my body received such little calories. And since, since then, I haven't used any calorie counting apps because I was so traumatized by the negative results that had happened after I started to eat regularly again. So... Yep, that's my story. And trust me, there are times when I get tempted to do this again, because I did lose a lot of weight in such a short period of time. But for me, at least the consequences really weren't worth the temporary benefits. And after a lot of research, I tried intuitive eating. And now I listen to my body when it's hungry, and I feed it when it when it says it's hungry, or maybe growls at me if it's hungry. And I don't necessarily go into overdrive and eat everything I see, but I eat until I'm full and then I stop. You just have to really remember that you don't have to eat everything. And like I said, just listen to your body. But here, don't get me wrong. I know plenty of people who use calorie counting apps in a healthy way, but learn from my mistakes. Restricting yourself is far less beneficial than listening to your intuition. So yeah, have you had the same experience with these apps, Salia? Oh, 
definitely, yes, I have. Um, I've had a lot of experience with um, really two apps, and specifically one uh, that we're going to talk about a little bit later. But the first one that I want to just go over, um, one that I have, that one that I've used a lot um, by a lot of my friends and people around me is a LiveSum. Um, I've never used LiveSum, but I did want to just go over this um, and ask, you know, maybe our audience if they've ever used it. Um, you know, just personally, I have not, but it's a very popular app, a calorie counting app to be, you know, specific that requires you to actually pay a monthly subscription of $3.97, I believe. Um, and it's used for weight loss, calorie counting. It personalizes your diets. Um, it tracks your habits and it gives you recipes. So this is an example of an app that is more than a calorie counting app and might even offer some really good benefits. Um, so we don't want to say that calorie counting apps are all bad, but when used in a very excessive and compulsive way, like me and Heather use them, they can become very unhealthy. So that's what I've done. And now I want to move to Lose It, which is the one that I have so much experience with. This app um, is basically what really led me to want to do and talk about intuitive eating because it really helped me find my way with eating and what was right and what was wrong. So with Lose It, it was a really big part of my life. Let's talk about it. I used this app all throughout high school at the be and at the very beginning of college too, um, religiously. I would revisit this app um, all the time throughout my time in school. And I actually, for this podcast, downloaded the app just to you know, see how it works, because I kind of forgot what it would make you put in. Um, and I actually saw that it was rated top weight loss plan. And on its website, it says that it's lost a huge amount of weight for all the people that have used it. Um, and I just wanted to briefly, you know, go over how really negative the connotation is behind how it's the top weight loss plan and how it really just focuses on the numbers and how much, how much weight its users have lost, which is not, you know, at all what should be looked at, in my opinion. But basically, this app is used to count calories primarily. And it comes with a scanner. And um, so you can scan, you know, all your snacks and prepackaged foods, things like cereal and stuff like that. Um, and it adds it straight to your calorie log for that day. Um, this app is similar to my fitness pal that was talked by Heather earlier. Um, and it asks you to input a few things as well. So you actually have to put in your current weight. You have to put in your goal weight, which is the weight that you wish, the weight that you wish to you wish to achieve, um, the time in which you want to achieve that weight, and your height. So these are the four things it asks you to put in. Um, and I would put all of these things in when I was using it. And what made it really unhealthy for me is that I would try to lose or reach my goal weight in a, like a week or two weeks, which is completely unrealistic. If you are trying to lose weight, it's not going to happen overnight. It definitely takes time to do it the right way and to make it in a way that the weight stays off to do it in a sustainable way. And I just wanted to go off. I didn't, you know, to come off. I didn't care what I did or how I, what I had to do to get there, even if it was harming my body in the process. So yeah, as I said, before I actually re-downloaded re the app to kind of refresh my memory and for research purposes. 
And I was actually able to find my old account that I used to have. And I saw that I still had the food log from the last day I actually had used the app, which was insane. And it was so crazy actually seeing the log of what I used to call a typical day of eating for me and, and what the app would actually suggest for me. So um, I was looking through it and for my breakfast, I had 251 calories just for breakfast, 331 calories for lunch, 464 calories for dinner, and then 265 calories as like a, a for snacks that was budgeted by the app. And my the calories that I had to get in that in the day were 1,300. Um, that's what it recommended for me when I put in my weight and when I told them how much weight I wanted to lose in like a week or two. And now looking back at that log and looking back at what the app was telling me, I realized that I eat so much more than I did back then, but I feel so much healthier now, even though I was eating less. Um, I was definitely what you would consider thinner back then, but I feel so much healthier now, like I said before. Um, and it's crazy because you would think that when you're thinner, you're your healthiest, but it really, you know, healthy is, does not mean skinny. Um, healthy means eating what you have to eat to, to really nourish your body, getting the, the nutrients you need that give you, that gives you energy to go throughout your day. And as a human, you need more than 1,300 calories. At least I do, because that's actually a very low, um, you know, number for women. Um, 2,000 is more of like what you should be getting. It really just depends on like your physical activity, if you're playing sports or if you're very active. So those kinds of things do come into play. But I feel so much healthier now than when I was then. And it's just a crazy contradiction. Um, this app definitely did allow me to lose weight. It helped me reach my goal of what I thought was the best thing for me, which was being thinner. And it allowed my appearance, my appearance back then to match my image of what I thought was healthy. Um, obviously, reflecting back now, I see how truly unhealthy all my habits were. Um, and I'm able to kind of, you know, look back and gain insight and knowledge on myself in a time where I wasn't doing what was right but now I can kind of see oh this is what I was doing wrong and kind of grow in my intuitive eating journey um so that's my story with um lose it I'm gonna also talk about my fitness well my plate calorie counter which calorie counter which is another calorie counter app that I never really used um but it really caught my attention because this app says that it's it states that it's that counting, counting calories is the foundation of every successful diet. And it asks you why. Because weight loss occurs when you create a calorie deficit. And I truly do not believe that counting calories is the foundation of every successful diet. I think a successful diet is more than just the calories that you eat. I think it really depends on the person and the individual and just who you are. I think it should be determined by a doctor, not some app. So I definitely don't agree with that. Um, and that, that, those are kind of my final thoughts on that app. Another really big kind of, you know, diet that really went around or something that people are using is Weight Watchers. Um, and it's just a very interesting program that I did think about using at one time. 
um, and it has a point system. You guys have probably heard of it. Um, I've never tried it, but I've come very close, as I said before. And I was really intrigued by the system and the way it worked. After doing some research, I saw that it was a global company. So a lot of people do know about it. And it does offer a lot of products and services to assist its customers um, in, you know, creating healthier habits, which include weight loss and maintenance fitness and mindset and they have this thing called the Weight Watchers Mindset which is very interesting to me um, because they use a lot of they use they primarily market their products in order to help their customers lose weight so to me it's more of they're using they're just trying to get money out of people that are looking to be healthier by offering their products which might not be the right choice for some people. Um, so yeah, the Weight Watchers was very interesting. And then moving on to another big topic, you know, we're going through these calorie counting apps. Another big thing um, that we're going to talk about is fad diets, which is really interesting. And it's just crazy how we see a lot of YouTube, people on YouTube, people that we follow, influencers who are doing these diets successfully. And they make us think that it's okay for our bodies to look this way um, when it might not be the best thing for our mental health. So yeah, we're going to be talking about fad diets, the ones we've heard, me and Heather, the ones we've tried, just kind of giving you guys the scoop on what that is. And I'll be talking about the first one. Another subject and topic that I've had a lot of experience with is the keto diet. I'm going to be talking about the good and the bad. Because there definitely is a good way of doing this and the really wrong and healthy way, which is what I did. So here we go again. So this is another diet that I know too well. I did keto fairly recently, actually. Um, and I got very fast results. I did keto, I want to say my sophomore year of college, so a few years ago, and it was very interesting. Um, so for those who don't know what keto is, I'll go ahead and just explain it. So what I found online was that the ketogenic diet is a high-fat, adequate protein, low-carbohydrate diet that in medicine is used mainly to treat hard to control epilepsy in children. That diet forces the body to burn fat rather than carbohydrates. So this diet is very effective in some instances, but the way that I use it, I don't think it was the healthiest. So yeah, so the first time that I really heard about keto was through people that were close to me, people that were around me, um, mainly my coworkers. Um, they came in one day and were just going on and on about this diet that they had found that had never heard about, um, the keto diet, where they had lost 30 plus pounds. One of my coworkers said she lost like 35, 40 plus pounds, and they were so happy, and it was amazing. And honestly, I didn't even listen to what the diet actually consisted of. I was just focused on the number. I heard 30 plus pounds and I was like, oh my goodness, where can I sign up? I want those results. Like, I want to know what you're doing. <laughs> I want that. And, and you're both so that's really all I looked at. And all I heard in that moment was the number, right, Heather? All I heard that moment was the number and all I cared about was the number on the scale. So yeah, keto basically, in simpler terms, is a diet to me where I restricted myself. I could not eat any bread. Um, no bread at all, which is, you know, crazy to me now. 
Um, and I limited my carbs to where I could only eat 20 grams of carbs a day, which is so little. Um, just to give you guys kind of like, an, you know, like a clue as to how much 20, how little 20 carbs is, a Nature Valley granola bar, you know, the ones that you usually see that are really popular, one granola bar has 20 grams of carbs. And it's a granola bar that has not a lot of sugar. It's not a very, you know, sugar, you know, in like based granola bar. It's a fairly healthy one, one that I love. And it has 20 grams of carbs and I could only have 12 in a day. So I could not even eat a granola bar. That's how crazy this diet was. It was so extreme. Um, obviously, I ended up not being able to sustain myself with this diet. I was hungry all the time. And I've actually heard from a lot of people, a lot of doctors, um, professionals in nutrition that this is such a bad diet to do that it really harms your body. Um, you know, one of my cousins is a one of my cousins is a dietitian, and she was just telling me after I told her that I tried this how damaging this is to your immune system, how damaging it is to your your metabolism, how it's just so bad if you don't do it the right way. And I also have friends that are dietitians, and they all agree that it's just very restrictive and unrealistic. So wow, yeah, that uh, was the keto diet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I. Personally, I also wanted to try keto at one point too, but after hearing your experience, maybe not anymore. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it was it was very rough, but now I know and I can advise people, hey, really just do your research before doing anything is what I definitely would recommend. But have you, you know, had any experience with fad diets, Heather, or heard of any? Oh, plenty. Trust me, I've had plenty. So I. Yes, like you, I found success at one point, and it was very temporary, so I have never looked back again. But one of them was actually really, it was popularized by Beyonce, and some of you may know what it's called. It's the Master Cleanse, or also better known as the Lemonade Diet. And yeah, it sounds, sounds great. Like, who doesn't love lemonade and drinking it to lose weight? You know, that'd be great. But the thing is, this wasn't regular lemonade. Actually, regular lemonade is really unhealthy, first of all. But this quote-unquote lemonade was made out of water, pure maple syrup, lemon juice, and cayenne pepper. So basically, what you had to do was combine all that together to form some side, some sort of concoction. And that was the only thing that you could consume every single day for a number of days. And Beyonce actually did this before, I believe, it was shooting one of her movies. Um or I don't remember, it was for a big event, but that's how it became very popularized because she lost so much weight in such a little amount of time. And people also believe that this master cleanse was a great way to cleanse the toxins out of your body. So I tried it and it was not good. The taste of it was terrible. Um, it does grow on you eventually, but honestly, like it can only be so great considering it's maple syrup, lemon, water, and cayenne pepper all combined in one drink which I don't think should be combined <laughs> to be called a drink. And <laughs> yeah, so that was one of the um, fad diets that I tried. Um, very restrictive, obviously, because you couldn't eat anything else besides that drink. So that was one. Um, <laughs> have you had any other ones, Dahlia? Well, I 
So I have never, I I came very close to trying this one called the grapefruit diet, which I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but basically, um, it's basically a diet where you eat a grapefruit three times a day and small snacks or meals throughout the day with that. And it's supposed to help you lose weight, which I I didn't ever do research on it or really see the logic behind it. I don't know how that makes sense but that is a diet a very popular fad diet that's out there and I did try to do some research for the podcast and see like so what is it because at first I thought oh you only eat grapefruit that's all you eat three times a day like that's your meal but I did find that you have a salad of some sort with a with half of a grapefruit um, for your lunch and then for your dinner you have you know, a small salad, again, prepared any kind of way you would like um, with coffee or tea, and then the other half of the grapefruit. And then for bedtime, you have eight ounces of skin milk, which is super weird and just random. But this is what I found for this diet. So it's very particular, obviously. Um, and that's, that's just one of the diets that I've heard a, a lot of my friends try and that say that they actually got results. And I don't know. Um, it's definitely interesting. I don't want to knock anything or knock anyone for, you know, trying diets like these, you know, it's, you know, you do you, but it's very particular and just not very nourishing in my opinion. Um, Another diet that I have had experience with and did try for a little bit was the smoothie detox diet, which is basically just you, you don't, your meals are replaced by smoothies. You, um, I would drink three smoothies a day and I think I lasted about two days and have small snacks small unsalted snacks throughout the day my bad they couldn't even have salt and because I was trying to detoxify my body and take all the toxins out and I was having a lot of green smoothies a lot of green juices a lot of weird combination of fruits um and basically just a bunch of liquid and no real nutrients I mean they are smoothies are very nutri- nutritious but everything you know with has limitations and I don't think that just eating or drinking that is sustainable so that's one that I did try that just made me feel super tired and weak um but yeah that's what I I experienced how about you Heather yeah I had the exact same experience with the smoothie detox diet because I was trying to follow I actually paid for this plan too to give me all the different (laughs) recipes for 14 days and I really thought that I was going to be able to get through this because I love smoothies and I got through the first day, second day was fine, but I started to get a little hungry and I only lasted six out of the 14 days. So not even one whole week, which honestly was a good thing. I couldn't last because this was not healthy at all. So I agree with you there for smoothie detox diet. Um, Another one that I tried was actually, I got my friends on this too, which was amazing how like fast these fad diets can catch on, but it was called the military diet. And it claimed that you can lose 10 pounds in one week. And I didn't believe it, but there were so many people on YouTube who had tried it and they all lost. It's like close to 10 pounds, if not 10 pounds in one week. And I was convinced just by seeing some of these videos. But basically this diet, apparently they claim that the food that you eat has some sort of chemical reaction in your body that causes it to burn more fat. But it was a weird combination of food. So it had different things like sausages or saltine crackers tuna ice cream for dinner and you know they just didn't 
this seemed like a very odd odd combination but um yeah I, I tried it I did it multiple times actually and I did lose weight but mostly because I wasn't eating that much because you can only get so full off of saltine crackers <laughs> but yes that's another one um another really popular one I believe is skinny tea or mm-hmm. yeah skinny tea and that well, I mean it's in the name skinny tea you drink it and they claim that it makes you skinny but really it's like a laxative <laughs> but <laughs> reflecting back on these restrictive diets it made me realize well because I was so restrictive I ended up getting so frustrated at one point and I just gave up and I started to stress eat I started to binge eat I didn't really give a single care about what I ate because I was so overwhelmed but having to count every little macro or every little calorie every single time I ate. Or maybe I even had to fight myself from like not giving in to eating, even if my stomach was growling. And it only occurred to me one day that this wasn't the way to continue. And I only realized that when I looked in the mirror one day and saw how big of a toll that the stress from restrictive eating had on my body. So from there, I simply just relaxed and I listened to what my intuition had to say. No, I definitely can relate to that, Heather, so much. Like, what what you're saying just resonates so deeply within me. You have no idea. Like, I honestly have always been so worried about everything that I eat, everything for so long. Um, I have been so scared of going back to, you know, my younger self when I was very chunky and I had all, like, my baby fat because I feel like going back to that weight would make me quote ugly um, because that's just I guess what society has allowed us to think that if you are not a certain weight or if you are bigger then you are not beautiful um, which is such a incorrect view of it honestly um, and now I realize you know now I can reflect back and realize that your true beauty has nothing to do with how much you weigh obviously that's so that's so common sense but it's saying it kind of helps now um it's really important to remember that you're beautiful at all times no matter what you know no matter what no matter how much you weigh no matter what the number is and sometimes it is really hard to remember you know I still struggle with it um I'm trying to be nicer to myself just trying to give my body the nutrients it needs trying to eat when I'm hungry because you know, I just, that's what you just have to do. And I want to, you know, fill my body with like yummy whole foods and delicious recipes that I can cook and stuff. So yeah, it's a definitely a struggle, but it's one that we have to get through because it's right. the right I'm, thing to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I am with right, right with you there, Dahlia. It is still, a, it will always be a constant struggle and everyone just has to come to terms with that really because it's inevitable. And we will always be dealing with these issues. But the most important thing is how we approach the issue. Yes, for sure. Yep. So that was a lot of information we just gave y'all. And I hope (laughs) you all haven't gotten lost by now. But if there's anything you should take away from this podcast, it's this. Intuitive eating is your friend, not your foe. Popular culture often has brainwashed us into believing that restricted dieting is the norm. And that it's the only way to successfully achieve your goals. But really, that's that's honestly so wrong. Like, it's really, really wrong. You have to listen to your body because only you know what's best for yourself. As cliche as that sounds, it's true. Right, Dahlia? Yes, it is very cliche and like cheesy, but it's 
so true. You definitely have to, you know, listen to your body and be in, you know, and do intuitive eating. Um, because being super restrictive will only hurt you in the end. Obviously, it's important to, you know, follow some sort of guideline and make sure that you're getting enough greens and veggies and, you know, vitamins and not always eat a lot of fast food. But, you know, you're human and you have to be honest and realistic with yourself and your body. You have to give it enough nutrients to nourish itself. You have to listen to your natural hunger cues. And really just go from there. I really recommend just going with the flow. Um, it's not easy, but it's definitely more sustainable than just being really restrictive because it only hurts yourself, it hurts you in the long run. Exactly. And really, if you told me this back then, I would have ignored you, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> because I'm really stubborn and I was convinced that this was really the only way to do it. And like, you can't do it any other way. And I kept telling myself that listening to other people's opinions were more important than listening to my own body. But take it from someone who's really tr literally tried every diet plan and regimen there is out there. Intuitive eating will take you a long way, much further than you will ever go with any of these fad diets or calorie counting apps if you're using it unhealthy, in an unhealthy way. And it'll really just make you happier and more satisfied in the long run. Yeah. And like, like we said, you know, reflecting back, um, on that time when I was using those apps or when I was really just being super restrictive, I can see, I can definitely see very clearly see how unhealthy my habits were. And I'm so happy to be able to admit that because obviously admitting it is part of fixing the issue. And I can, you know, clearly see what I was doing wrong. I might still struggle with, you know, body image, but I'm trying to do my best to listen to my body to grow from there. And just to not go back to that, because it was a very just not good time for me. And listening to my body is what we must do, what we all have to do. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today, Dahlia, and for letting us see your more vulnerable side. I know it must have been hard. It was definitely hard for me, too. But it was truly great to have someone to relate to and discuss these sen sensitive topics like this with. Of course. Thank you so much, Heather. It was an honor, a pleasure to be on this podcast with you today. And I hope you'll have me back soon. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, I hope you all took something away from hearing about our personal experiences. If you'd like to learn more about this topic or any other holistic approaches to life, just make sure to follow us on Instagram at PureTrueYou or online at PureTrueYou.com where you can see more posts from our lifestyle blog. And make sure to join us next time for the second installation of our nutrition series. All right, everyone, take care. Bye.